Hello, and welcome to the Local Marketing Podcast. My name is Bob Terrio, and I'll be sharing valuable information with you to help you grow your local business and to hopefully get you to reach the six-figure mark or maybe even the seven-figure mark uh, if you're still in that six-figure range. Uh, Let me ask you a question before I get started here. Did you know that 80% of businesses fail within the first five years? I mean, that is a staggering, staggering number if you think about it. And not only that, but far fewer businesses hit seven figures uh, than most businesses even stay in business for that long. So it it is a daunting task to hit seven figures, Uh, especially if you're starting out, uh, you're brand new, you're a startup. It could seem daunting, but there is there is help. There is the good news is there is things that you can do. There is strategies that you can implement. So on this podcast, I'll be sharing some proven strategies to help you reach all of your goals, and we'll we'll talk about the mindset of a seven figure business owner. Because even if you are a six figure business owner, you probably have plateaued. And that's why you were probably listening to this podcast right now. You saw it in iTunes or you saw it wherever you get your your podcast download and uh, it piqued your interest. And I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. Um, my name is Bob Terrio. I have been in marketing uh, for over 25 years, sales and marketing actually. Uh, and I have to tell you, I love selling and I love marketing and my philosophy is that you can learn something from everyone that you meet. And if you don't believe me, then you have a closed mind because you may run into someone that you don't click with. You may run into someone during your your day in business that rubs you the wrong way. But if you listen to them and you're willing to open up your mind and pay attention to the things they do, and even more so pay attention to the things they don't do, You are definitely going to learn something from these people. So keep an open mind. We'll get into mindset and business in later episodes. Uh, This is the pilot episode. And so I wanted to just set the stage for what my goal is and what I'm going to be doing in the next episodes down the road. And hopefully you can stay with me because if you're in business, if you're a local business owner, if you are, an, if you're an attorney, if you're a chiropractor, if you own an HVAC company, if you're thinking of starting an e-commerce business, I can help you. Okay, there's going to be information here that you're going to hear that you may or may not have heard before. But if you hear something that I say that you've heard before, I don't want you to chalk it off and say, "Oh, I've heard that before." Okay, I want you to ask yourself. Okay, I've heard this before, but am I implementing it in my business and am I doing it daily? Because I see that this is a huge key for people in business. Um, You know, with the internet and YouTube and just there's a plethora of books and information and courses online. Anything you want to learn, you can go out and learn. You can go out and research it, right? But people don't have the time sometimes. They just... They want a hack. They want a solution. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you are if you own a local business, it's probably one of the hardest things you're going to do in your life. Um, being an entrepreneur 
is really cool right now. It's very fashionable to say you're an entrepreneur. There's a lot of people, if you go to their Facebook page or their Instagram page, it says on there, if you look in their bio, that they're an entrepreneur and you're not even sure what they're doing. They may be selling Bitcoin or some blockchain or I don't know. There's there's a plethora of things out there. Not to dismiss those, uh, but a lot of people seem to jump on the bandwagon. Right now, entrepreneurship is very popular. People love to say they're a business owner. People, uh, you know, are just enthralled with it. You know, it's the new, the new flavor of the month. And, you know, if you're in business for the long term, you're going to see that it's not going to be very popular. There's things that are going to come and go. And, and being a business owner may not be cool in the next two years. You know, people will be on to the next new thing. Uh, social media and, and the Internet have allowed people to come into this space and proclaim to be gurus, proclaim to be the expert. And I'm going to tell you um, what I notice and where I see people making a lot of money is the people that teach it right? They're teaching how to do marketing. They're teaching the next sales strategy. They're teaching how to run a good Facebook ad. They're teaching YouTube, you know, uh, and don't get me wrong. There's people out there that are true. They, they know they're practitioners. They've been in it. They've been doing it. But there's also a lot of people that just sell products and they're unproven, right? So you have to be really careful where you get this information from. Um, I'm on here just to lead with value. I want to give you as much information as I can, but I want it to be concise. I, I know that you're probably in your car on the way to your office and maybe you're thinking about starting a business and I want to be that voice that maybe spurs you on to be that business owner or you're, you know, you want to hit six figures in your business. You've already started a, a, a small store, retail establishment or a shop or a service. You know, I want to give you the, these ideas. There's so many things you can do. Uh, where I find that people uh, fail when it comes to, to marketing and advertising their business is that they don't plan. They don't plan ahead. You know, I sit down with a lot of business owners and the first thing I ask them is, let me see your marketing plan. And I just get this deer in the headlights look because they don't have a marketing plan. And that pretty much tells me everything right there that I need to know. They don't have a plan. They don't know where they're going. You know, they just want to make money. You know, or they have this this arbitrary number in their head. You know, I want to make a million dollars, you know, and I'm going to tell you guys, it's hard, you know, and if any of you follow or know who Gary Vaynerchuk says, he even talks about, you know, the top percent of income earners in the world. Right. So think of the top one percent of income earners. You would think that they're all millionaires. Well, at the bottom of that one percent they're earning $440,000, okay? And that puts you in the top 1% of the bracket. So before you just start throwing arbitrary numbers out there that you are gonna, you know, you're starting this business and you wanna make a million dollars in the next year, or the next two years, it is gonna be hard, okay? I'm here to tell you, I'm gonna be real with you. It's gonna be hard, but is it doable? Yes, absolutely it's doable. Okay, and but you have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to plan ahead. Uh, you're you've started off great just by you being here. That's awesome because there's a lot. I know you have a lot of choices out there. You can be listening to a whole bunch of people, but I want to be talking to you from a local perspective. I've been in the trenches. 
I've helped start businesses. I've owned businesses. I've worked for large companies, small companies. I've helped grow businesses. I've, I've personally have sold uh, consistently $100,000 a month for years on end. Um, I did it. I know what it takes. It's super hard. Um, and so I'm here to encourage you, but I also want to be real with you. Okay. So in this first episode, what I want to talk about, and I've said a lot already, but I want to talk about the, the four pillars to starting a business and making it successful. Now, like I said, some of this stuff you may have heard, uh, it can be argued. There's a lot of, like I said, experts and gurus out there that, could come back and rebuttal with me, or you've been in business for a while, maybe you've thought of some of these things, maybe you haven't, maybe you're implementing them, good. But I wanna go over them, and then you guys feel free, I wanna be interactive with you. Uh, at the end of the, of the podcast, I'll give you my email address, my website, you can contact me. I love the feedback, I can't wait to hear from you. I'm super excited that I'm here, getting to share my knowledge with you. Uh, this is super exciting for me and I want it to be exciting for you and help you on your journey to becoming a successful business owner or help you start a business and talk about it. And to me, marketing is one of the big pillars, right? You need a business plan and you need a marketing plan. Okay, so let's get into the first pillar um, and that is reputation. Okay, I'm gonna say it again, reputation. 94% of people will look up your reputation before they decide to do business with you, okay? So what exactly does this mean? That means they're gonna go to your Google page, right? They wanna see your ratings. They want, they're, gonna, they're gonna wanna read their reviews, uh, what people are saying about you. Uh, they're gonna go to your Facebook page. Uh, they're gonna wanna see what people are saying about you on there. And you know there's Yelp out there if you're a restaurant owner, plus there's a lot of other businesses on Yelp. But those really are the big ones, you know, Google, Facebook, um, Yelp. If you're an attorney, you know, there's there's a different platform called Avo for attorneys out there that people go to. So there is there's a plethora of websites. Um, I could do a whole website, a whole episode on on that. But I want to stick to these just to give you a general overview of of what I'm talking about. And so reputation is very, very important. It's something you have to be conscientious of. You want to make sure that you're training your staff and how to get reviews um, if you offer a really, really good product and a really good service, you know, there's an old saying or there's actually statistics that show that, you know, a happy customer, ten, maybe one out of a hundred customers will say something good about you. Uh, but if you do something wrong, somebody's having a bad day, you know, you'll get like 80% of people that'll tell other people that you did a horrible job. You know, back in the day, uh, if you did, if somebody was disgruntled and they went to your restaurant, and they had a bad meal, they may tell their their mom or they may tell their friend. Today, they get on Google and they get on Yelp and they tell the world. So you really have to be conscientious of your reputation and you want to make sure that you are conscientious of the of your reputation. You're taking care of it. You're looking at it. Um and there's ways that you can do this, okay? So you can manually do it, uh, make sure that you're always on top of it, set up Google alerts for Google so that they can tell you if you receive a good re good review or bad review. Uh, 
And another thing that you can do too is you always wanna respond to reviews. So even if you get a bad review or a good review, make sure that you respond to that person. So if somebody leaves you a five-star review, make sure you go back. You thank that person for leaving you that five-star review. If somebody does say something negative about you, what you wanna do is respond. You don't wanna just leave it dangling out there for the world to see because the next person that goes to that Google page to look you up and they notice you have a bad review and you never respond it, well then that tells the consumer that that person was probably right. Now, that person could be right or they could be wrong, but the average person doesn't know what's going on. And I always tell this to all of my clients, okay? So my clients, I say, hey, look, they want a five-star reputation. That is really, really hard to achieve because you are not gonna make everybody 100% happy. It's just not gonna happen. I mean, I have a few clients that have five-star reputations, um, but it's really, really hard to achieve. And if you get one, you may make somebody upset one day or somebody's having a bad day and they leave you a bad review. It's not the end of the world. You just have to know that you have to respond to them in kind. You need to do it quickly. Um, and I want you to take the conversation offline. So if you get a bad review, make sure you respond and you could say something to, something to the effect of, thank you for leaving us your feedback. It's really important to us to know how our customers feel. Uh, please reach out to me personally. Uh, I'm the manager or I'm the owner and you can call me at this number so we can resolve this situation or we can look into it further, okay? So you wanna leave something generic, but you wanna show that you care and you do wanna show that you're at least making an attempt to leave a phone number, an email or something for that consumer to contact you. You're doing it for two reasons. You're, you're doing it to see if you can actually get that customer that left you the bad review to call you and hopefully you can rectify it and get them to change that review, right? So if something went wrong, sometimes people just wanna vent, listen to them, talk to them. You know, if you have to issue a refund, if it's possible, um, do it. It's worth it. Now, I'm not saying to just give in because sometimes, like I said, you're not going to be able to make everyone happy, but at least you tried, okay? And sometimes you'll be surprised that if you're attentive to consumers, sometimes if you just say, you know, uh, are you happy now after you resolved it? Can you do me a favor? Can you go back and change the review? There's nothing wrong with asking somebody to change their mind or change the review. Now, like I said, if, if it's not doable and you can't get them to change your mind, well, at least you responded. Uh, you took the conversation offline and you can have a conversation with that individual and just leave it at that. Okay, so that's the first pillar of running and operating a good business is to make sure that you build up a good reputation and you make sure that you manage your reputation. Okay, uh, once you do that, then you can start marketing your reputation. You know, a lot of times when I meet with clients or potential clients, a lot of times they don't know, they know they need to advertise, they know they need to market, but they don't know what to market, you know? And so my agency will do an audit on them, we'll check them out. And if we notice that they have a lot of five-star reviews, I tell them, let's start there. Let's start marketing your good reputation, right? So now you don't have to be cheesy and trying to come up with some, you know, coupon or some giveaway or, you know, you don't have to, to be that type of, of business that's lowering your prices. You can just start with, hey, look at what other people are saying about us, right? And you can do this several different ways. 
You can create commercials or, re- or videos uh, where people are talking about your review, uh, talking about your, the five-star review you got. You can take those reviews and turn them into memes or graph- graphics and put them on Facebook. You can put them on Twitter. Um, uh, Instagram is a great place to put reviews. So, and, and also, don't forget your website. You can also put them on your website. So, wow, I mean, think about all the places that you can market your reputation. So in my agency, we actually specialize in reputation marketing. Um, and there's people that just have never even thought about it. You know, I, I in my city, and I'm in El Paso, Texas, in my city, you will notice there's a lot of clients. If you lived in the area or you're in the area, you'll notice that my clients are the ones that are, man- are marketing their reputation. Because if I have an attorney, uh, well, we do have attorneys in our in our uh, profile in our um, portfolio, but we also when we we market their reputation online. But then if they're running commercials and those commercials are working for them, well, then we get them to start marketing their reputation also on television or on radio, and it becomes very powerful. Okay, I'm a digital marketer, but I do have clients that are insistent on doing television because you know it works for them and they have the budget for it. I just tweak it a little bit and we start marketing that reputation. So in my city, my clients, I get them to market their reputation. So this is something you can do wherever you're at, where whatever city you're at, it's going to work. It's universal. People are looking at reviews. The statistics show it. 97% of millennials say that they will look at a, a customer, a, a business's reviews and judge you before they decide to do business with you. And so the so if you look at those statistics, there's no one left. You know, there's like 3% of the population that, that isn't doing it. Think of your own buying habits. Your buying habits, it, you know, you look at reviews before you go to see a movie, you know, you probably look at the reviews or Rotten Tomatoes or something to see how that movie did before you go spend your money. You know, you want to know if it's what people are saying about it. You look at the reviews, right? Uh before you buy something on Amazon, you definitely look at the reviews, right? You want to look at the ratings and see what people are saying. If you buy something off eBay, you want to look at the seller's uh, reviews and how they do. Uh, is that transaction going to be good? It's everywhere. Reviews are everywhere. It's super important. Make sure that you stay on top of your reviews. So this is something that I just think it's a, it's a big pillar. That's my first pillar for business success, building your reputation Um, I may do a show on just how to do it later on down the road, but don't be afraid to ask for reviews, okay? Now, one thing you need to know is Google has a TOS or terms of service. You cannot ask for someone to leave you a a review if they're in your establishment, if they're in your store, if they're in front of you, you cannot do it, okay? I see a lot of people make this mistake where they give a coupon or something away in exchange for a review. If Google was to find out about that, they probably would X out your Google profile. So don't do that. Be smart about it. Uh, You can maybe send a survey or an email, you know, later that day uh, asking them how your service was. And then, you know, then you can ask for the review. But you've got to leave your establishment. You got to have some time pass. Do not exchange anything of value for a review. Unsolicited reviews are the best. And if you can just you know, talk to someone about it and say, hey, if you were happy with our services, later on, go home and 
if you feel like it, please write us a review. You know, you could do something like that. So there's a lot of other strategies. I'm just giving you some really quick nuggets on what to look for, what not to do, because I do see people make this mistake. I'm going to get into the second uh, pillar for running a successful business and growing your business is um, building your brand. Okay, you want to make sure that you build your brand. Uh, a brand really all it is is it tells somebody what you stand for, what you are, and how you conduct yourself. Right? If you you want to have a logo, of course, a brand colors. You want to pick one or two brand colors. It's it's a symbol, an icon uh, that identifies you and your business by somebody just glancing at it. Um, that's part of your brand. Your brand is how you conduct business. Uh, your brand is your fonts, your business cards, um, and basically what you stand for. So you want to make sure that you're building your brand uh, and bring awareness to what it is you do, right? So you want it to be cohesive. You want it to be all in line with everything. So you want to make sure that all your face, your Facebook page, your YouTube page, your website, it's all got the same color scheme. It's got all got the same logo. Uh, sometimes I see, you know, business owners start off and they're all over the map. They're all over the place. Sometimes they use the right colors. Sometimes they don't make sure that you're using the same colors on your, your business cards that you are on your website. You know, you can get color codes, uh, from the designer, make sure that you're using those colors. It's very, very important that you do this across all platforms. Uh, so brand is very important in brand building, okay? So when you hear me say McDonald's, you could put that icon immediately comes up in your head. When I say Coca-Cola, you can automatically uh, envision the Coca-Cola written out in that cursive handwriting, right? So that's what you want to eventually happen. Now, the mistake I see people make is they try to brand build and they go out and buy all these billboards. Nobody knows what your logo is, right? It could be a, a round circle with a purple and yellow color and it may have like an M in the middle. If you go and spend a whole bunch of money on a billboard and nobody's ever seen that M, well, they don't know what it stands for. So what I'd rather you do is take that money and start brand building online first through Facebook, through content marketing, informational uh, content that you can do using your smartphone uh, coming on and then maybe integrating your logo into your into your, your Facebook post, uh, retargeting ads. There's a lot of ways to get your brand out there. Uh, I always recommend to businesses not to spend a lot of money, uh, especially if you're a startup and just brand building. You want to make sure that you're you're looking at conversions and how you're going to get people into your your echoes your your sphere of influence. How you're going to get people to know about you and your business, and then integrate your logos and what you stand for in all your marketing pieces that you're doing. Uh, I can go really really deep in this, but I just wanted to touch on this because this is another podcast episode that can go really 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 deep. But let's real quick. First pillar for me is reputation. Second pillar is brand building, okay? Uh, I and, and we'll get more into that later on. The third pillar is gonna be your USP or your unique selling proposition. And, and all this stands for is, or what it means is it's a unique benefit that allows you to stand out from your competitors. So what unique benefit do you offer the market that sets you apart from everybody else, 
okay? And don't tell me that you're in the restaurant business, it's really hard, it's tough. Yeah, it is, it's a tough business. But so is running a marketing agency. So is being a real estate agent. So is being a chiropractor and a dentist and an attorney, an HVAC, everything's competitive. I don't care what business or industry you get into, it's gonna be competitive if, if it's a consumable product or service. Uh, every once in a while, if you're an inventor, if you come up with something that there's a big need, there's a big gap in the market and you create it and you develop it and you have no competition, well, more power to you. But if you are doing traditional business and you are just getting into a service industry, you're gonna start a sw- swimming pool company or you're gonna start a landscaping company or you're gonna do something like that, you're gonna have competition. But you need to think about what your unique selling proposition is gonna be. How are you gonna differentiate yourself from the marketplace? And what I often see is businesses copy one another. So in that same industry, I can literally go to five different websites in a local area, a geographic location, and they all look the same. And you could tell, I don't know who the original was who started it, but somebody started it and then everybody started copying them. You don't wanna be like everybody else. You wanna be different. Make sure that you really sit down and think this through. What sets you apart? And this is gonna be part of your whole, your whole war chest of things that you're gonna use to market yourself, to eventually get your business to six or seven figures, okay? So think about your unique selling proposition. So that's my third pillar for running a successful local business. And then the fourth pillar is your process, okay? Uh, The process of how you deal with clients, the process of how you deal with your employees, the process of how you deliver the product or services. You gotta make sure that you have processes in place and that there is a streamlined way of doing everything in your business, from the way you onboard a client, from the way you interact with the client, from the way your employees are answering the phone, there should be a process for it. There should be a process for when there is a problem with the client. What are your policies? How are you setting this process in motion? Because you don't want to be a solopreneur. You wanna get to a place in your life where you can make sure that you're surrounding yourself with a team that knows your processes. And I, and I don't really hear people talk about this. I, you know, the only person I hear talk about process is Marcus Lemonis. And if you've seen The Prophet, the show The Prophet, I think it's on CNBC. He talks about people, process, and product. But in my everyday running, you know, dealing with clients and customers and things like that and creators, and I don't ever hear anybody talk about a process. And so I want to talk to you about it right now and make sure that you are writing down every process for everything that you do in your business, make sure that you've got it written out, you wanna write out exactly how things are done, how you want the phone to be answered, how you want a return or exchange to be answered, when is a manager supposed to get involved? And you may not have anything of this going on right now, but you wanna start thinking about those things and you wanna start putting it down in writing, on paper, um, and you wanna start building out this process, okay? So to recap, My four pillars of running a successful six-figure business and scaling it to seven figures. If you're starting a business or you're already in business, I need you to look at pillar number one is to focus on your reputation. Make sure that you're either building it up or managing it. The second pillar would be to make sure that you're branding your business correctly. You've got a really good logo. Uh, It stands for something. 
Everybody knows what you stand for in business and you want it to be cohesive across all platforms. And then the third pillar is your unique selling proposition. Remember, what sets you apart? What is the unique benefit that allows you to stand out from your competitors? And the fourth pillar is the process in which how you conduct business. And that's internally and externally. Okay, these are the four pillars of running a successful small business. And like I said, you may have heard some of them. This may be new to you. Um, I'm so curious to hear what you guys think about this. Please reach out to me. Give me feedback. This is the pilot episode. And so I want to know, was this helpful? Did you find this valuable? Um, And this is the local marketing podcast. And so I'll be coming to you weekly uh, with podcast. Uh, We're going to be talking everything local, how to market your local business. Reach out to me at Bob at BobTerrio.com. That's B-O-B at BobTheRiot.com. And my last name is pronounced Terrio. So Bob at BobTerrio.com. I want your feedback. Uh, Tell me that you heard the pilot episode and what you thought about these pillars for running a successful small business. Um, And I want to give you a resource too. uh, If you're looking for ideas and some of the things I talked about, go to my agency's website, successrocketmarketing.com successrocketmarketing.com you, you when you get there i'm i'm really excited for you to get to the website because there's a lot of free things that we do for you i am not your normal marketer i give value right i give i give i give so if you go to my website there's going to be things that you could take advantage of a lot of resources and we are going to help you we're going to help you get off on the right foot and even if you are in business If any of this resonated with you, still go to my website because I want to help you. And then I want to give you my direct office number, phone number, 915-314-5300. That's right. I'm giving you my direct office line, 915-314-5300. If I don't answer, that's because my assistant didn't get my phone or I'm on the other line. Just leave a message. And I'll call you back. But you can reach me. I've given you three ways to reach me. Bob and BobTerrio.com. My direct phone number at 915-314-5300. Or go to my website, SuccessRocketMarketing.com. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast, the local marketing podcast. I'm so excited. I'm going to be coming at you with a lot more local local information on how to market your business and get you to seven figures. And before I let you go, you guys, here's one more little freebie I want to give you. Uh, I have a book. It's called Seven Figures, How to Generate $1 million in Your Local Business in the Next 12 Months. You can get it for listening to this podcast right now. You can get it for free. Just go to sevenfiguresbook.com and you'll get an instant download. We'll send you an email with the uh, link and you just download it. There's no shipping. You'll get it instantly. And there's like 17 proven strategies in there uh, on how to help your business. So if you want more from me and you just, you want you want more information, get it right now, sevenfiguresbook.com. Again, I'm thrilled to be here. I want to hear back from you guys. Thank you for joining me here on the marketing, the local marketing podcast. Until next time, to your success, let's ignite your business with some marketing fuel. Until next time, bye-bye.